Hey, party people, it's Jaime. Producing our podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director, is one of the most rewarding and fulfilling projects of my life. I can't believe I get to meet and talk to some of the most successful and influential creative directors from around the world. I'm thrilled by all the support and encouragement I receive from listeners everywhere. Now, as a fan of the show, I invite you to join my Patreon and become a supporter of the show. You'll help me cover the editing, hosting services, and maybe the occasional tequila soda for yours truly. If you've derived real-world value from my conversations with the world's best creatives, this is your way to help keep it going. Visit my Patreon and sign up to become a supporter today. You'll get access to additional content from the show and maybe even a few surprises. I'm looking forward to many more episodes, and I hope you'll come along for the ride with me. Visit patreon.com backslash confessions of a creative director to become a supporter today. That's patreon.com backslash confessions of a creative director. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by What's the Big Idea? An indispensable guide to becoming a kick-ass creative director by yours truly, Jaime Cabrera. Pick it up on Amazon and now available on Audible. everybody welcome back to the podcast confessions of a creative director the original podcast made by a creative director for creative directors for aspiring creative directors for creatives of all types looking to up their game by learning from the world's best creatives this is your podcast and i am your host jaime cabrera on today's podcast we have chief creative officer of nve experience agency the talented Shelly Elkins. And Shelly is here with a big proclamation that Brand Experience, also known as Experiential, has finally earned a seat at the big kids table and that we've entered the era of marketing with experience at the center of the mix. Now, as someone who has worked in this world for many years and who has had his little heart broken by similar claims in the past, I was skeptical. But maybe, just maybe, after this conversation, Shelly has changed my mind. So without further ado, let's get into it with Shelly Elkins, Ad Week Experiential Executive of the Year. How are you? Wait, I, I had a little thing here. Hold on. The, the studio audience is cheering for you. Take, take a bow. Take a bow. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to use that little feature, so I thought I, I'd break it out here. Congratulations. That's a big fucking deal. Thank you. It's a huge honor. Yeah. I appreciate the applause, too. There yeah. was not a live awards show. So yeah. I feel fulfilled. Yes. The, the live studio audience has, has validated your, your entire career. How did, it, how did it feel? How did you, how did you find out? Is it, a, is it like a... You know, like when they award the Nobel Prize, you get a call in the middle of the night and somebody tells you that you've won this thing or how does it happen? It definitely happened in the middle of the night. No. Um, uh, yeah, they notify you. Um, we, um, with my former agency, entered, um, uh, our agency as well as my myself, and uh, they, they reach out to you and let you know the news. And then, and then you talk with them um, and that's it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I I, uh, I, I think it's really 
um, exciting that you won that. And, and uh, we're going to get into, you know, your thoughts on experiential and probably discover why, why you won that award. So you and I have something in common. We're both Jack Morton uh, alumni, alumnus. Uh, I think we were ships passing in the night. I was leaving in, in like 2012. And I think maybe you were coming in at that same time. Is that right? I came in a few years later in okay. 2016. So we missed each other. Yeah. yeah. That, that would have been, that would have been a lot of fun. We probably we would have gotten into some trouble. I think, I think we would have gotten into some serious trouble. <laughs> but it was a great, uh, I'm still so grateful to Jack Morton and have such a, you know, warm place in, in my heart for them. Cause they gave me my sort of my big break and just what a great agency and, and they've done so well and they continue to be, um, a leader in the, um, in that space and experiential and all kinds of stuff. And now you've kind of transitioned to, uh, I would say probably an e equally, uh, big player in the experiential space NVE. So tell us about, uh, your new role. Tell us all about the agency. Uh, give us an insight into your, your big, uh, plan for, for the agency. It is. It's a really exciting time to join NVE. Uh, it was not an easy decision to leave Jack. I'm I'm with you. It's a great place um, that's that's continuing to do a ton of great work. Um, but I but I left um, for NVE um, because they're really the future of uh, the the industry. Um, they're independent, um, so the power of that independence and what it enables creatively is incredibly exciting. And I'm, I'm excited to be here and uh, start the new year um, with a new agency. Yeah. And I have some friends over there and it's a, it, it seems to be a great group. I've had uh, people from, from the agency on the show as well. It just seems to be like a, you know, a really great shop. So congrats to you and congrats to them for, for snagging you. Um, so we're going to get into a topic that's near and dear to my heart, which is uh, experiential uh, marketing. And you have a premise that <laughs> this is the moment, that this is the moment that experiential is finally going to come to the fore. It's going to be, have a seat at the, at the table, and it's going to be what we've always, those of us in the business have always imagined it to be, which is kind of like, at times, maybe the lead uh, discipline in a big campaign, right? Oftentimes, it's sort of an afterthought or it's kind of like, you know, an, an extension, but you, your premise is that it is now the time for experiential marketing to make the biggest impact. So why don't we start with first how you define experiential marketing? Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I'd love to hear how you see it. Yeah. Um, quite simply, um, experiential marketing is, is brands doing versus talking and brands engaging often live, uh, with their, with their consumers and customers, um, instead of, you know, talking at them. I like to, I like to think about it, uh, that way. Um, you know, if advertising is brands talking experiential is, is brands doing. That's, that's a really, that's a really great. Uh, way to to think about it, right? I, we we used to have at at my old agency, you know, we had this this kind of moniker of you know we make brands happen, right? It's kind of like making them come to life, 
as opposed to being sort of flat, two-dimensional ideas, they can become experiences. And I've, I've, I've wanted to like, you know, work on developing sort of a universal definition for it. And, and one, of the, one of the thoughts that I was thinking about was like, experiential is anything that involves three, two, uh, more than two of the, the five senses, right? And it was kind of an interesting way to think about it because, you know, experiential doesn't always have to be, um, you know, what we, what has been considered experiential in the past, which is some kind of pop-up experience. It can be maybe a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. So I've always tried to figure out like, what is the way to, that, that could really kind of make people's ears perk up, right? Is it about the five senses is about anything that is more than the two typical, you know, sight and sound, all of that can be mm -hmm. experiential or something like that. I love, love, love that. Um, I often also say that it's the feeling channel. <laughs> um, you know, there's that um, uh, quote from uh, Maya Angelou that people uh, say a lot, uh, reference a lot. You know, if you, you know, people will uh, remember a little bit of what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And experiential right. does that. It makes people feel. It's sensory. It's immersive. So I love thinking about it um, through the senses. You know, it's it's maybe at its best when it's engaging all of the senses. Yeah. That could be so bold. Yeah. And I think some brands, um, I think some brands are, are doing it at, at Another agency that I was at recently, RNC PMK, mm. their client, um, MasterCard, had developed, you know, an album with a, with the sonic branding that we had, had worked on creating some music videos for. But they also had a taste. They had, like, commissioned some chef to make them, like, a series of macaroons or something mm. like that. <laughs> I thought was pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you think if anybody can nail, you know, all, all five, it's kind of a, a cool thing. So... You know, what is it that you think has made now the time for Experiential to step forward? Was it the pandemic? Is it, you know, millennials? Uh, what, is, what is the insight? What is the thing that gives you that thought that, okay, now, now is time? It's a, it's a combination of things and, and definitely, I'd say, some of the things that you mentioned. Um, it's, it's the pandemic and for sure. Um, and people longing, quite simply, um, to be together. It's technology, which also, you know, through the pandemic, we we experienced by necessity digital overload. <laughs> overlord. I almost said overlord. Yeah. The digital well, overlords. The digital overlords. Yeah. <laughs> digital overload. <laughs> and you know, uh, being being back with people doing real things. Uh, continues to be so so important you know um i think that just continues to be in, enhanced by uh things like ai you know it's a it's a it's a counter uh to that and then and then definitely the way uh consumers uh, you know behave uh what matters to them uh, you know the uh, millennials gen z have uh have definitely made it be known <laughs> that they value uh, experiences over things. They'd rather yeah. spend their money on uh, experiences um, than on material things and on, you know, things like putting away for, for the future. They want to live in the moment, um, live in the now.
experience does all of that. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, speaking of, of money, what, what kinds of, in, in my mind, it's like until clients start spending, you know, a similar amount that they normally would spend on broadcast or some other channel, right? Um, it, we're going to continue to sort of be that, that little, the little channel, right? That could, but maybe isn't getting the, the funding. How, how do, how do we shift that? How do we get more money allocated to experiential? I mean, do you agree with that fact that often experiential is not getting the same type of funding? Uh, yes and no. Um, ex experiential spend is on the rise. And, you know, I, I feel from what I've seen, it's, it's not just a recovery um, from the pandemic. I don't think it's just a comeback. I think uh, it's starting to be a conquest, I think. Um, you know, I've seen that that spend continues uh, uh, to increase. So, yes. But uh, does it match uh, more traditional channels yet? No. Um, but uh, but more and more, uh, the work that you know the people talk about the the things that we share and and really care about um, are are experiential in nature, and so I think the tide is turning. Yeah, and you're right because I mean, just look at. You, you know, you can just look at your LinkedIn feed or your Instagram feed or whatever, and the things that people are sharing are experiences, are are real life activations. Not so much, obviously, that still happens, especially around Super Bowl time, right? Ads and things of that nature. You know, half naked uh, guy, you know, wearing Calvin Klein's, you know, all that. But but yeah, you're right. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of experiential that gets shared. What what do you think? Here's my here's my hypothesis, right? Mm -hmm. I I continue to think that it's hard to measure experiential impact, right? And therefore, the math that a lot of people do, uh, CMOs, I'm talking to you, is you you know you you get the cost for the big cool activation, and then you divide it by the number of people that are going to be there to experience it. And then it's oftentimes astronomical and you're and they're like, well, why are we spending, you know, two thousand dollars a person to to do this thing where I could run an ad and read, you know what I mean? And it's the wrong it's the wrong math. But I just don't know how do we you know, how do we measure it? Obviously, you can talk about impressions and you can create social around it and then you can measure that impressions. But I feel like there needs to be a better universal way to measure the impact of experiential. There absolutely does. Um, I also often say, um, uh, you know, someone spending um, a half hour, an hour, two hours, three right. hours uh, with your brand, someone like we were talking about earlier, um, interacting with your brand in a tangible sense, touching it, feeling it. I mean, that is in a way immeasurable. But of course, yes, for the C CMOs listening, we have to find a way to measure it. Um, and I, I feel strongly it has to be by, by looking at it differently. Um, you know, a, a traditional um, ad or, um, you know, brand message is, is 
finite at, at Super Bowl spots since it's that time of year. And we're, <laughs> we're already talking Super Bowl. You know, even a Super Bowl spot is, is ultimately finite, but an experience potentially, if we, if we really leaned into the power of it, could be infinite in terms of there's the experience itself. Um, but then uh, the potential content uh, that comes, comes right. out of them and could be used um, could be the key to unlocking uh, this uh, so far uh, age old challenge. Yeah. You know, my dream um, is that, that the experiential can be the big thing in the middle the the hub of a big campaign right because just just make something up we're doing some big incredible experience somewhere around super bowl i guess it couldn't be super bowl but let's just say some big experience for a brand right and then a thousand people are going to experience it in person mm -hmm. and it's going to be amazing and they're going to share it but then we're also going to shoot a, a spot around it right we're going to we're going to create a spot around that Right. And, and the experience happening and the reactions and, and all those things. Right. And now you're, you've kind of like killed two birds with one stone in a way. Right. Where you're where you're you're doing the experiential, but then you're also creating, you know, bigger, um, not bigger, but you're getting you're creating some assets that are going to potentially get even more eyeballs. I, I feel like I'm. Like I've sort of seen that. Like I guess the best example is maybe what they did with Gronk. I think it was the last Super Bowl mm -hmm. where he was doing the live kick. It wasn't mm -hmm. quite, you know, super experiential, but that same idea that they took an experience and then they turned it into, you know, a broadcast piece. Do mm -hmm. you foresee that kind of thing happening? Yes. More? I think yes. Um and and it's not just, you know, then then it becomes the the spot, you know. It also um, potentially uh, could become uh, all kinds of content messaging, um, you know, extensions that come out of that core experience. I predict that we will see more Gronk-like uh, spots uh, at this year's Super Bowl, <laughs> right? And and, and beyond, um, because also that's the way um, you know brands have to show up today to to break through i mean you could also look at the example from a few years ago um with tide if you recall that and the stain refresh uh, my memory on that um so uh they they put a stain on uh terry um uh, why am i blinking on his name jerry bradshaw bradshaw thank yeah. you <laughs> um and uh you know, that became, that stain became the talk uh, of the Super Bowl or um, thinking about what the NFL did at its hundredth uh, year anniversary um, with the kid who they filmed, um, you know, running. Running, yeah. Right. Um, but then he ran live uh, onto the field uh, at the Super Bowl. Um, so if you, if you really start to think about it more and more, quote unquote traditional, you know, advertising is itself is becoming more experiential in nature, which I think is a sign of a sign of the times. A proof yeah. point. Of, of you're, starting to, you're, start, you're starting to you're starting to you're starting to convince me. What about the Pop Tart thing? I mean, that was all over. Uh, you know, 
and I, I can't, I feel like they did turn it into some kind of quick little spot maybe, but that, you know, that's through and through an ex, an experience. So what do you think about something like what Coinbase, I think it was Coinbase did with the, you know, the moving uh, QR code at the Super Bowl? Because in some ways, would you consider that experiential? Because somebody at home had to participate in that, right? They had to follow along. Would you, would you consider that an experience? And that's Mac, my dog. He's chiming in. Giving us his opinion on that. I'm pretty sure he agrees. Um, Reddit, right? It was Reddit. I thought it was Coinbase where they were like, you scan the QR code and then they were going to give you like a free, like $50, you know, uh, deposit of, of, um, of crypto or something like that. But, you know, people had to at home activate their, their cameras, follow the QR code. I mean, in that, it, it, would you classify that as experiential? I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that that is experiential TV. You have to get up off, <laughs> you know, the couch, get out your phone and and engage. And uh, if you think about it, that idea um, could potentially make its way out into the world, too, and and have a lot of legs. So, yes, I would. I love that, and I'm going to trademark that, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try to as soon as we're done here, I'm going to try to beat you to it before you do it. But experiential, ex, how brilliant experiential TV, like how how cool is that? And then you know experiential print and expert. I mean, just adding that social right. Think about yeah, it's like now you have an idea of what 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 does that mean? It's, it's an extra it's an experiential print ad. Well, what does that mean? It means that you're going to scan something and something's going to come to life in, in, in virtual reality or AR or something, which I know people are doing, but I just love that idea that you can kind of add that word to all the other channels and suddenly you have a, a different sort of mashup. I'll race you. Well, I'm, I'm going to race you. So, um, but yeah, I, I love that. Um, so, you're 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 starting to convince me. You're starting to erase the years of of hurt that I've had as an experiential creative director. Uh, why do you think you you have a, a premise that experiential is the best place for young creatives to be? Why why do you why do you think that? Um, there are many reasons. <laughs> One is simply this: um, I really believe. Uh, that it is the future of of the industry uh, as a whole. So where else would you want to be? Um, two, and you've experienced this, um, there's nothing more incredible than, than getting to see your work come to life in real life. And there's nothing better in terms of a learning experience than seeing how people react to that in in real time what they do how they engage so it's an incredible um course in uh the power of marketing for you know people who are just getting in into the business yeah i i agree with you that seeing something that you've dreamt up in in your head come to life in a in a physical 
you know, 3D sort of way is is very cool. And you're right with the, you sort of get an immediate response, right? It's something that you probably don't always get if you're creating a, a TV spot or something. You get that instant feedback, right? If people, you know, walk into your activation or your experience and are, you know, eyes are, are, are you know, bugging out and they're loving everything and they're loving, you know, the, the photo op that you've created or the, you know, experience tunnel or whatever it is. That's cool that you get to see that, you know, happen in real time. <laughs> or or when you see the things they don't interact with and don't engage with. And, you know, you often learn as much, if not more, um, from that. Yeah. How do you think? Um, let me let Mac out here. Come on, buddy. <laughs> what do you think uh and this kind of maybe goes back to the measurement question are there any things that you've done or, or are doing to better gauge things like that i know in the past we've tried using these uh, kind of like cell phone trackers right that kind of track cell phone activity around us let's say we put one near a you know a display or something and we're able to track you know how long did people how close did they get if they got us to a certain distance then we counted that as like an engagement and how long did they spend there and you know do you do or is that something that you're interested in or that you do or that you see happening more of that way you can kind of really say like this was a hit this you know this thing not so much it didn't get a lot of love or any thoughts on that yeah, I mean, all of those kinds of tools that, that track people's interaction, you know, engagement, you know, it's almost akin to um, when, you know, people were super into tracking uh, how people engaged with site content <laughs> or, you know, digital content, you know, it's almost like a heat map of, right. of, of engagement. Um, they're certainly powerful. I think I'm more interested in, um, what what comes out of the experience and the power of that, because that's where, you know, what matters uh, in in the experience itself and uh, is certainly powerful, but how it catches fire and and what else comes of it uh, in terms of content um, and how people engage with that is is where the future really is. OK, so what you're saying is. You're talking about kind of the, you know, I think at Jack, they used to have an expression where it was like, you know, experience by hundreds, but, you know, um, enjoyed by millions. I can't remember what the expression Witnessed was. Witnessed by few. Something like that. <laughs> Something right? like that. Um, but is that what you mean? You mean that the that the real potential is in that the the, the content and the assets and the things that come from it and exploiting those and measuring those and really blowing those out even further than they have been in the past. Yes. And uh, getting at uh, how that changes uh, people's minds and, and behaviors. Do um, you and I, I mean, we all know um, the power of uh, a moment, you know, um, something like that is something that sticks in your memory um, forever. Um, you know, be it your, your, you know, a concert that you went to um, or, um, you know, something, something else that you experienced that really changed uh, how you, how you think, how you feel um, and 
you know, translating that into, into, into behavior, consumer behavior with, you know, regard to things like brand loyalty, um, purchase. Okay. So now is, now is the time in your mind to, for creatives to, to come over to experiential, how would somebody, you know, break into the experiential, uh, business in terms of, you know, being a creative, how did you, how did you land here? Let's start there. Actually, I'd love to know how you got into this crazy business. <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. I came uh, into experiential from Digitas. So that was where I was uh, right before. And uh, I was intrigued when I got a call from a, a recruiter because I've been at Digitas about eight years. I started at Digitas right after the iPhone came out. Wow. And, and you know, digital agencies were having, I, I'd argue, a similar moment uh, to, to brand experience agencies, you know, the moment that they're in now. Right. Um, and uh, as I uncovered the work that Jack and some of its competitors uh, were doing, I fell in, I fell in love with it. Um, so, um, for me, it was uh, an easy decision. And I think I came at a time, um, where, um, ex brand experience, experiential agencies were starting to recognize the power of a big idea and, and creativity. And we're moving from, you know, event production right. into, brand experience right yeah big 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 difference right and that's i think a lot where where people sometimes get hung up it's like well it's it's an event it's a you know it's a, but it, it can it, and certainly there is a place for that there is a place for an event but um there's so much more right and and when you when you think about it as an experience it just kind of takes it to a different level. Okay. So how yeah, would you at, go ahead? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. At, at the time I came over, um, uh, when I was with Digitas, they, they were the AOR for KitchenAid. Um, and uh, I was running the account and while, you know, during my time uh, on that account, um, was witnessing this shift where we were, you know, again, as the AOR, um, really doing the brand, you know, campaign, you know, holistically 360 and the experiential uh, part of that, which used to be, I, I'd say on page, you know, 212 right. <laughs> yeah. of, of the big deck was, was making its way up. <laughs> um, and, and, and for many reasons that we've already talked about why, um, so, so that's why I made, I made the move. Yeah. That's a big, that's going to be, <laughs> that is a great way to measure the progress of what we're doing, right? It's like, how far back are we in the deck or how close I, you know, how close are we to the front? Um, because you're right. I mean, typically it's, uh, it's, it's, it's back there, uh, you know, somewhere, somewhere next to, you know, the dot com or something like that. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's going to be very telling, and I think that it you're right that it would should start 
making its way towards the front, if not being at the front every so often. Because I do think, you know, that it, you know, it all depends on what the business challenge is, right? And this is my dream to to someday work at a, an agency or start an agency that is, you know, completely agnostic that says, hey, tell us what the problem is. We'll take it back to the lab and we're going to come back to you with with a solution. And it may be, you know, we may lead with experiential because we think that that's going to be the best way to communicate with the consumer or it may be, you know, maybe broadcast or it may be completely digital or whatever it is. And, you know, that's just so hard because, you know, as you know, clients want to sort of pigeonhole their agencies or they they want to know what they're going to get with a certain group. But how cool would that be to just say like, hey, we've, we're going to solve the problem. We'll let you know. We'll come back to you with what we think the, you know, what it is. I think you can realize your dream today. Um, I think, you know, another indicator is, is, is what's happening with a lot of clients and, and integrated agency teams where they're putting a brief and, you know, making it a, a jump ball. And it's giving ex- the experience agencies a, a bigger seat at the table. You know, we're all coming uh, to the table together. Um, I experienced uh, that approach with Molten Cores. Um, where they put a brief out to to each of their agencies in those traditional lanes, but we'd come we'd come together um, to look at ideas, and often oftentimes I'd, I'd argue more often than not, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a film that won the day. It was it was a brand experience or a brand stunt. Yeah. Do you categorize, um, sorry, I'm jumping around here, but you're bringing up so, so much good stuff here. Do you consider stunts to be part of the experiential family? I do, um, because they check the box on many of the same you know, traits that we talked about earlier when we talked about what exactly is uh, experiential. Um, and and have you know the legs that that we've talked about in terms of um i think i've remembered uh the phrase witnessed by few experienced by many yeah no. something like that yeah, no. yeah, yeah. experienced no? by <laughs> that's something not like it that. either we'll get it are we'll we're, get it. yeah we're gonna get in trouble from our from our old friends at jack for not remembering that but um <laughs> yeah it's something it's something like that mm-hmm. um okay so Back to the question that I, that I had started with there was, so how, how would you recommend if somebody wants to make the, the shift and come over to the A team, what, what do you, or the E team, I guess, the e, EXP team, how would you recommend that, that folks do that? How do they start showing, you know, that they have those chops or, you know, what would you recommend? We're looking for, for people with big ideas. Um, uh, I think. Is this an interview, yeah. by the way? I mean, am I interviewing for a, for a job here? Okay. I think you are. Okay. Okay. Hopefully I do good. Um, <laughs> you're doing okay, great you're, so far. You're, you're looking. <laughs> okay. So sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just thought it'd be funny. Um, so, so say that again. We're looking creatively. We're looking for, for people uh, with big ideas in their work. And, and I'm, you know, this is yet another indicator 
um, when I see, you know, portfolios that, that really get me excited, um, they have experiential ideas, uh, in them. Um, because, you know, more often than not, those, those are the types of ideas that <laughs> set the world on fire that everybody talks about, uh, that everybody, you know, shares. Um, so I, I think it's in, you know, to answer your question, um, you should not be, um, held back, um, thinking that you have to have a big event, um, or a big experience, uh, in your, in your work, um, what you need to show, uh, are big ideas. Yeah. And so are you, so you, you're saying that as, as portfolios are coming across your desk, you're seeing more inclusion of experiential thinking. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think, you know, back, back to your point in this, I'm, I'm remembering when I first applied to Jack Morton, I'd never done anything experiential and I could sense that they, you know, weren't sure if I could do it. And I said, give them, give me a test, give me a test assignment. And they gave me like a, a test assignment for a fake new car that was launching and I, and I, you know, had to come up with the idea and pitch it and all that. But I think <laughs> it's anybody that can think in terms of a big idea, what is the big idea can make that transition, right? Because that it, it all comes down to just a big idea, not a, not a tactic. Tactic will will fit in there, but it's like, well, what is the what is the big idea that we're trying to? So if you can think in that way, then you can you can make that that pivot, correct? You can, you can. Um, I think that's that's true of of any pivot right. <laughs> across our industry. If you can, if you can show that you think, if you think that way, you know, yes. Yeah. And so you came up as a, you came up as a, as a more on the writing side, correct? I did. So we we share that. Little we share secret. that in common. Yeah. We do share that in common. I love yeah. that. And so <laughs> you think that writers especially have a good, um, sort of are, are in a good spot to make this transition why do you why do you think that i do absolutely and and you know you experienced it i'm sure um, when you joined jack um, i i've certainly experienced it in my transition uh, to experiential um, we're still not the the norm um, there are still not as many writers as there are art directors and designers uh, in the business uh, but two things um, uh, writers understand <laughs> big ideas and how to express them. Um, and two, you know, what, what better place for storytellers? Um, if you think about uh, immersive experiences, for example, where, you know, you might be taking um, an IP from a brand like Netflix or, you know, a new movie um, and bringing them to life. Um, uh, it's the place uh, for storytellers. Yeah, I love that. And the other thing that I love also about experiential, and I tell people who you know who are curious about it, what's really cool about it is when you do it right, you will get to use all of your disciplines, right? Like I feel like I'm a pretty, uh, I, I I can I can understand and can work in a lot of different areas. So that's what's really cool about experiential. So you're gonna you're gonna help create the idea the big idea because that's the most important part but then you're going to maybe help uh, 
describe what the activation or the experience should feel like, which will then inform what the design is going to be, right? So that's cool mm -hmm. as a creative. Um, then you might also say, well, you know, when people walk into this thing, we're going to need to hit them with this really cool content piece. Cool. Let me write, let me, let me figure that out. Let me write, let me write that. Right. <laughs> and it's like, and then we're going to, you know, once they turn the corner, they're going to come across this, this quote by somebody or, or we, we need to hit them with a really cool statement manifesto. Well, shit, I can write that. You know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> you get to use all your crayons in a way that in, I, I feel like in some other, in some other um, disciplines, you don't get to do that. Yeah, your crayons and your your creative side hustles and passions. And then we're going to do this thing with sound or music and right uh, or lighting or um, you know we're going to think about you know what what we're doing in terms of styling and uh, decor and furniture and you know on and on and on. Okay, well here's here's the thing. I, I, well, actually, let me ask you one more question. Mm -hmm. What is your thought? on these things that keep popping up these sort of fake out of home things that are basically depicting experiential concepts but they're doing it uh with you know w they're doing it with cgi so some of those things are like uh, i don't know if you saw the there was one for a um for a mascara brand and they put mm -hmm. eyelashes on a train and as a train is pulling it to the station it goes through the brush and the the lashes kind of plump up or there was another one with a car that's driving down the street and laying down this beautiful red ribbon i can't remember what that one was for but mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that I, I i mean i kind of like it and i and i see the value but there's i don't know i just feel like it's cheating a little bit <laughs> uh, uh. I, I love it and I think it is uh, experiential, um, you know, getting back to what we were talking about in terms of experiential TV, let's put that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're right. Let's apply the adjective again um, in terms of experiential content, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, or, you know, really their stunts, their, their content stunts uh, yeah. as well. Uh, I think, um, uh, what is more powerful, um, you know, is if, uh, if more comes from, that. Um, mm. you know, so if you, if you see that in, in CGI and in, in content, like the, I think it was Maybelline yeah. um, example, but then you see out there in the real world, uh, something uh, that does that maybe architecturally, um, you know, that's where it starts to get really interesting. I love that. So almost like do the thing that you would love to do, but it's next to impossible. Do that thing in CGI, but then maybe do smaller versions of the same big idea, but do them in, in smaller ways. So now you've created something that caught the imagination of tons of people. And now other people are experiencing little, little snippets of that same idea on a smaller scale. But you still have in your in your brain that really big one. I like I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah. And, I, and I'm also trademarking tech stunt. Uh, that's going <laughs> that's going in my in my trademark. <laughs> you're you're like a, a wealth of these things. I know. Like well, you know, I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah. I think those kind of things too are really even more interesting when they bring together 
more channels, I guess, if you will. Like another example is Chipotle. Um, if you remember that one where, you know, for people at, I can't remember what team, uh, but it was at a hockey game and uh, a Zamboni, you know, pushed uh, a big uh, burrito bowl uh, on the ice. Oh, really? And a, a, a big hand came out um, and and grabbed it and took it back under the ice and then had left the fork <laughs> and came back out and grabbed the fork. That's cool. Uh, you know, so the the people uh, there were experiencing some of it. Certainly, people who saw the content there were experiencing it uh, too. You know, that's that's that gets even more interesting to me. Yeah. All right. I'm sold. I'm sold on that too, and I'm sold on the whole thing. Okay, you you're making me feel a lot better that it's that it's experiential's time. I buy your premise. I I'm sold <laughs> on it. I'm. Uh, I'm fully on board with uh, what you're thinking. So I wanted to spend the last few minutes just talking about, you know, what are what are you what are you seeing? What did you see when you got to NVE? I imagine, like I said, I've I've had some of the people on the show. I know some of the people there. I know it's a very talented group. Uh, you know, how excited were you to walk in and and meet all these folks? And what's what's the experience been like? It's been incredible. I <laughs> I feel like um, every day uh, is my first day in a really good way um, uh, because I'm discovering something uh, new. I'm talking to someone uh, new uh, uh, that that really excites me. Uh, what NVE um, gets uh, more than anyone, which is so important to what we're talking about today, is is culture um, and uh, how um, uh, to show up. The other thing they really get because of their their history is entertainment. That's the thing we haven't talked on the nose about yet. I mean, uh, that's that's another thing that speaks to the power of of experience yeah. and why it is going to be uh, at the center of the marketing mix. I yeah. haven't actually uttered those words yet. Yeah. Um, uh, why we're in, as Ad Week said, uh, uh, in its uh, coverage uh, of their experiential awards, experientials in its Renaissance era, <laughs> uh, because uh, it's entertaining. Um, so, so NV's uh, done a lot in terms of working with uh, studios uh, and other entertainment you know brands uh, and and that's that combination um entertainment uh, plus culture uh, plus and the mv superpower of uh independence is why i'm here and why uh every day feels like a first day in a really good way yeah and tell us a little bit just kind of about you know Going back to our our crayons analogy, what what is the what is because I know again from experience that you guys have a pretty broad range of of tools and people and disciplines. But what is sort of the full gamut of what you guys are doing over there? Yeah, we're we are a um, we describe ourselves as um, you know full service uh, creative marketing agency. Um, that specializes in experience. So we have uh, the people who can come up uh, 
with the the wild ideas, um, the the strategists <laughs> who unlock them. Um, but then also, as you know, from having been at an experiential agency, um, uh, the superpower of the people who can who can make them happen, who can you know make something that you you know you can drop from <laughs> a building or see from outer space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well. Shelly, thank you so much for making the time to be on the show. Congratulations on big. Let's do another cheer here. Congratulations on again the big that <laughs> week experiential executive of the year. Oh, I just triggered it again. Uh, congratulations on that because again, that is a big deal. Congratulations on your big move over to NVE. I'm looking forward to. Uh, continuing our our new friendship, I feel like uh, we're kindred spirits, and I yeah. look forward to seeing all the great stuff that you do. And uh, yeah, just thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation, and I really believe this is the first of many because uh, we have uh, um, we're talking the truth. <laughs> this is the future. It. So I, I think uh, I'll be back as yes. well many of my uh, peers. I love it. I love it. I'm uh, I, I, I'm waving the I'm waving the experiential flag. I'm with you. Let's let's do this thing. All right. Well, we will talk soon. Take care. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. And that's going to do it for another episode of Confessions of a Creative Director. Thanks to my very special guest and new friend, Shelly Elkins. That was a great episode, uh, one that's near and dear to my heart. And I'm convinced, I'm convinced maybe this is the time for experiential marketing brand experience to be at the center of the marketing mix. I'm crossing my fingers. Thank you, Shelly, for uh, sharing all your wisdom with us. Hey, folks, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. Follow me on LinkedIn to receive updates on the latest episodes as well as cut downs and all kinds of great information. Become a paid supporter of all my efforts on patreon.com backslash confessions of a creative director. You can also support the podcast uh, on Spotify. So check that out. And last but not least, pick up a copy of my book, What's the Big Idea? An Indispensable Guide to Becoming a Kick-Ass Creative Director, available uh, on Amazon, on Audible, anywhere that you find audiobooks. You should be able to find that. All right, folks, until next time, peace, love, and creativity. See ya.